first two greenhouse units and entered number three. We've sorted the purchase orders according to the time they came in, Nathan said as he handed her a clipboard. This is the next one in the queue. Thanks, Nathan. She took the large order and looked it over. Bertie sorted out five sold tags and wrote Fran's Fantasy Gardens on them with a sharpie, then wired the tags to each of the trolleys she would use to assemble the inventory. She knew where Alexander's kept every cultivar and rushed to the proper unit for each item on her list. She gathered six packs of petunias and snapdragons in several colors, then marigolds, salvia, and alyssum. Before long, large plastic trays full of blooming annuals overflowed three of the trolleys. Geraniums were next on the list, and she filled empty cardboard flats with six-inch pots. While these varieties are considered perennials in southern locations, they're annuals in Ohio's climate. Dad was experimenting with a hardier strain, but those plants weren't ready to sell yet. The last line item called for twenty medium-sized hostas, but Bertie could only find eighteen. She glanced at the order again, then checked and rechecked the other plants in the unit. The remaining sizes weren't close enough to substitute. Her shoulders sagged. She'd learned life was a competition, and she'd have to hustle to keep up with men. And that included her Uncle Bryce and her brother Nathan. Wait, Bertie straightened. What about her plant clinic? She snapped her fingers and pushed a trolley to Unit 6 to check her options. She laughed aloud as she found two pots just the size she needed. Hosta plants are hardy, and these weren't overly damaged. She shaped them by cutting back a few riddled leaves. Satisfied with Fran's shipment, Bertie went to pick up another clipboard. We're out of medium-sized hostas, she informed Uncle Bryce as she passed him. Were you able to fill everything else on your list? His large, wide-spaced eyes gave him a soulful appearance, and she wondered why he'd never married. Yes, I was able to complete the order, but I had to use four different varieties to get enough hostas. Uncle Bryce nodded and pushed a lock of dark brown hair off his forehead. Unless the other orders request larger or smaller pots, we'll have to substitute a different size or see if they want to cancel. As they continued throughout the afternoon, Bertie kept glancing at Nathan and her uncle. She made sure she worked faster. Faster and harder was her motto. It was the only way to get ahead in this male-dominated world called Alexander's. Before closing up that evening, Bertie stood deep in thought beside the open window that overlooked the display gardens. She was ready to get on with her life, and would be so excited if only... The swift breeze carried a floral scent into the office and tickled her nose. Bertie sneezed, banging her hands on the windowsill. A flock of crows rose from some nearby shrubs and flew off with a grating caw, caw, caw. "'Bless you,' Sarah Rubaker said. She sat at the desk across from the window where Bertie stood. "'Thanks, Sarah.' Although Alexander's secretary lived in a plain Anabaptist home, she obviously hadn't joined the group. Many people confused the members of the old German Baptist Brethren Church with Mennonites or Amish. Often called Dunkards, the women of this conservative Brethren group wore cape dresses and white head coverings. At 24 years old, Bertie figured if Sarah was going to become a member of the group, she'd have entered the fellowship long ago. Sarah kept her blonde hair short and had an appreciation for decorative timepieces. As she sorted paperwork, her right ear glittered, but her left earlobe was bare. Are you missing an earring? Oops. Sarah reached up and touched her ear, then patted her hand around the desk. These are new. I wonder where I lost it. A sparkle on the floor caught Bertie's eye and she pointed. Is that it? 
Sarah rolled her chair to reach the missing ornament. If I'd pierce my ears, they wouldn't come out so easily. She snapped upright as if she'd said too much. So why don't you get them pierced? Bertie asked. Sarah's green eyes widened as she reclipped the gem onto her ear. My mother would die. We do a lot to keep our parents happy, Bertie agreed. Ohio Valley Baptist, the church Bertie's family attended, was a conservative denomination, but lately, even there, pierced ears were becoming more acceptable, less scandalous. A few months ago, some of the girls from Bertie's congregation had gathered together with sterilized needles. They numbed their earlobes with ice. Irene West, one of the braver ones, demonstrated on her own ears. She made it look easy and relatively painless. Bertie rarely bothered with jewelry, but even she had joined the party that day. As long as I stick to the clip-on variety, Mom can feel it's just a phase. But still, I don't wear them around her much. I don't have too many dis-